Welcome to On Our Way, a podcast for those wanting ambitious faith, a place for those needing a little pep talk, for those wanting to know they aren't alone in the daily battles and triumphs, and a place to know all of it comes directly from God. He sees you, He loves you, and He is all about being with you every step of the way. What will He teach you today? Let's find out. Hey guys, welcome back. Can you believe that we are in season two of the Honor Way podcast? Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Life has been really, really crazy, really wild for me. I'm sure it has been for you too. I feel like every single person I talked to was like, oh my gosh, things are just so busy. And I am with you. They have been, they have been totally crazy. But um, I cannot wait, you guys, to share some tidbits in this episode about our upcoming season. I'm going to be introducing you to some really amazing speakers that we have lined up, um, which is something we didn't do super often last season, but we're going to be kind of introducing some some speakers this season, which I'm really, really excited about. And these people who I'm going to introduce you to, they are men and women of faith. Uh, They have truly made an impact on my life in whether that's this year or you know, the last 36, 37 years of my life, you're going to be introduced to them. So I know that you guys are going to love them. In last season, we had 22 episodes and we really dove into a variety of different subjects, right? Everything from using your power and authority to making decisions based on faith, um, healing, the the healing power of Jesus, how to even pray bigger, all of those things. And they were really episodes that were led by God and and brought in the times he told me to bring them. So this season is really going to be no different. I have this amazing schedule of topics to cover, but there are going to be times when I pull a complete audible and I do something completely different if I'm, if I'm led to go to that place. So um, just know that I could say next week it's going to be this topic, but next week it could be it could be completely different, just based on you know what God wants me to to talk about. So these last few months, I have not made an episode, and it's um it's been good, you guys. It's been a really good time of rest for me, but also you know I miss you guys. I miss yeah I miss sharing all of these miracles and these stories with you, and I'm really excited to kind of share what I've heard in these down months and hearing God's voice. And so just be ready to dive into hearing about some miracles and some testimony and all of the amazing things that we love to talk about on on our way. So in today's episode. I'm kind of just going to dive right into it. We're going to be talking about chasing after the slow. Okay. And so what do I mean by that? I want to talk about it because I really want you guys to relate to this. And, and sometimes I'll talk about my own life. I'll talk about friends and family. Um, I usually never mention their names, but, but I want you guys to know that when I talk about these stories, right, they're coming from a place of me witnessing it, right? Like I've, I've seen the testimony. I've heard it. I've been there. I've seen this happen. And so that is the greatest gift that we can give each other is when something happens to you when something miraculous happens to you, when you have that testimony, when you've been, when you've been healed, the best thing you can do is to take that and tell it to somebody else, share the miracle, right? And so the biggest reason for this is say you've been healed of whatever, say you've had a, you know, migraines your whole life and you prayed to God and he healed you completely. And you take that testimony to somebody else and you say, oh my gosh, God completely healed me. 
what does that make that other person want to do? Right. They want to, they want to start getting closer to God. They want to start praying. They want the healing. They want those things. And so I am a firm believer in sharing your testimony and making sure other people know what God is doing for you or what God is doing for people around you, because those are just, just super, super important. So I know I went off on a tangent there, but I want to talk to you guys about chasing the slow. And so, you know, my whole life I have been taught or really shown, I guess, that being busy means being productive. And I, I'm sure you guys have too. It's nothing bad against the people who raised us, all of that, but it's just kind of a thing that they were taught too, right? Being busy means being productive, that working over your lunch hour or staying late, it just meant that you were a really, really good employee, right? That staying up late, cleaning the house, your eyes are barely open, you know, that's called just being a good mom, you know, spending months away from your family, working, barely sleeping, you're barely getting an actual meal while you're traveling. That just means you're a successful businessman, right? Does that resonate with you a little bit? Because that's how I was taught, right? Like that's what I was taught. So I want you to think about, now kind of flip the script a little bit. I want you to think about vacation, Okay, so vacation is glorious. You think about, you know, wherever you choose to go, the mountains, the beach, um, a cute little Airbnb in Maine, right? Whatever you picture, the desert. It's time away from hustle and bustle and a time that you can, you know, you can truly take some time off and just enjoy yourself. So what if we treated each day a little more like that, a little bit more like vacation, and you know that feeling, you guys, when you're at the beach or you're just outside in general on a nice day and you close your eyes and you look up at the sun and you can feel that warmth on your face? More of that, more of that feeling. What if you actually chose to eat an actual nutritious lunch over your lunch hour and chewed your food slowly? What if you could taste each ingredient? What if you could savor that homemade sauce that you spent some time making? What if you went outside and you looked at the stars at night instead of cleaning your house or going a million miles an hour on your to-do list? What if you chose a career that actually fulfilled you and didn't suck the energy out of you? And I laugh, you guys, because I have been there. I know that feeling. What if you went to work and you were actually excited about the day and you were excited to, you know, just leave, lead with a really servant-hearted mission and you're just ready to help other people? When we are go, go, go all the time, what happens? You guys, it's so easy to get burnt out, right? And I've experienced it. I'm sure you have too. And soon after, you're like, well, shoot, what's next for me? Right? You, you started aggressively chasing that next big thing. And then that thing ends, then you chase the next thing and so on and so on. It just keeps going. But when does it end or does it ever end? I guess that's my question. In Exodus 33, 14, it says, and he said, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. So did you guys hear that? <laughs> God will give you rest. Praise him for that. Praise him for the rest. And remember last season when we talked about Mary and Martha, you guys, how Jesus was literally in their house and Martha was so busy cleaning and cooking that she didn't even realize that he was in her house, that the savior of the world, the lamb of God was in her house. 
And then there was Mary who was just sitting at his feet, listening to his every word. And that's what I want, right? Like I want to be Mary. I want to sit at the feet of Jesus and I want to cling to his every word. So what if we gave ourselves that permission to dismiss the to-do list and do something that brings us joy? And if you're sitting here and you're thinking, hey, like Amanda, I don't even know what brings me joy anymore. I'm a parent. I'm a mom. I'm a dad. My whole life revolves around my kids. I work full time and I barely have time to get to the gym and eat dinner before I go to bed. So I'm so tired at the end of the day because I get it. It's hard, isn't it? Like it's so hard sometimes finding that thing, but finding something outside of your daily duties that brings you like personally brings you a kind of joy that only, you know, that is so, so important. And a mentor of mine, she asked me the same question once. And I replied pretty typically to what I just said. I was like, you know, I'm a mom, my life revolves around my kids. I, I don't know what I like to do anymore. You know, I just, I do what they want to do. I go do all these kid things. I don't, I don't know what I like to do. And she brought up such a really amazing concept that I want to share with you guys. And she said, you know, think about a time when you were a small child. Okay. What did you want to be? So for me, I wanted to be a singer, right? Like it gives me joy. Um, it makes me feel good. It makes me feel peaceful. Still to this day, I absolutely love it. It calms me down when I have anxiety. Like I just love to sing. My sister, on the other hand, she wanted to be a triceratops. <laughs> and somehow I doubt that that is going to bring her much satisfaction in her adult life. But I mean, I guess you never know. She could run around on all fours again and pretend you never know. Um, but to be fair, you know, she really also, she loves sports. And I know to this day, if she just goes outside and plays pepper in the backyard, that brings her lots of joy. My husband, he has always loved hunting. He he plays drums, right? He was actually in a really good band. And even now when he gets on a drum set, he is smiling from ear to ear. It brings him joy. It makes him happy. It makes him feel good. He has some of the best conversations with God in the deer blind, right? Like that brings him peace. It brings him joy. So what's that thing for you? What did you want to be when you were young? Go do that, you guys, because that is inside of you still. That is what your inner child is just begging for. Go do more of that. And sometimes I will, no joke, go sit in my shower with the water off and I will just sing. Like, I'll just sing my lungs out. Sometimes songs I know, sometimes it's worship songs. Um, you know, sometimes it's songs from the Holy Spirit, you guys, and the lyrics just come out. And I'm like, wow, I'm like, I'm writing a song right now. I wrote a whole song yesterday Yesterday, while I was driving my kids to school and these words just kept coming out. And my son was even like, mom, that's a pretty song. What is it? I'm like, well, I just kind of came out. I don't know what it is, but it felt good, right? It felt good and it felt authentic to me. So when you start to make time for yourself and you start doing those things that you love that bring you peace, it helps you accomplish your God-given purpose because all of a sudden, everything's starting to change your mindset, your blood pressure comes down, you're, you're praising God in the form that you know it best. So e even early on in Genesis chapter two, verses two through three, it said, and on the seventh day, right, God finished his work that he had done. And he rested on the seventh day and made it holy because on it, God rested from all of his work that he had done in creation. So you guys, even God took time to rest right? Like it's so important. And he wants us to know that it's okay to take time away from our busy lives. So please rest in that. And also while we're talking about it, I want to talk about the Sabbath, you guys, I want to, I want to talk about 
when was the last time you actually observed Sunday as a rest day? And I am preaching to myself too, you guys, I am guilty of this too. You know, we have been really busy just, just doing all the things on Sunday, going to the store, cleaning the house, all of these things. But I've tried to be, you know, a lot more conscious about it lately. So not just getting up and running to the grocery to the grocery store or heading to the gym or going to Lowe's to grab some stuff, building a new garden, um, you know, starting laundry, mopping the floors, all of the things, but just resting. You know, maybe we play a board game with the family. Maybe we take a walk. Maybe we take our puppy to the dog park or we take the kids to the playground and sip a cup of coffee or a fizz while you're sitting on the bench watching them, right? Maybe you take a really hot bath and you put on your favorite podcast or you put on some spa music and you're just restful. What if you, you know, you head to your prayer closet and just connect with God for 30 minutes or an hour? right? Just resting in him. And even in biblical days, the people of Israel, they always kept the Sabbath day holy. And, you know, they observed it from generation to generation. It was kind of this, like, kind of like this obligation they had to God, right? They wanted to honor him and celebrate creation. And in biblical times, they actually considered Sunday, the first day of the week, which is why you're going to usually see it listed um, on traditional calendars as like that first day. And they called it the Lord's Day. It's a it's a spiritual resting, a day to rest fully in Him and trust that everything is happening in your life for a greater purpose. And I like to take Sunday and really just meditate on His Word too. And if you're wondering where the heck to start with doing this, here is what I've learned works for me. So I will actually go to my closet. Um, it's pretty soundproof. You guys, it's like a super, uh, there's tons of clothes in there. It's very, very soundproof, um, quiet. And so I will just hold my closed Bible on my lap and in prayer, I will basically just ask God to show me what he wants me to see or what's me, what he wants me to learn about. And I'm going to sit there with that Bible on my lap until a name pops into my head. So heavenly father, I pray that you guide me on who you want me to learn about today? What lesson do you want me to learn? What lesson do you want me to share with other people? And I'll repeat that prayer. And so, you know, in the past, it's been like Job or Esther or Jeremiah or Ecclesiastes, whatever. Something will pop into my head. It always does. Then I'm going to start repeating that name in my head over and over again until a number comes to me. So, so Job, what? Job, what? Esther, what? Esther, what? And let's say the number seven pops into my head. Okay. So I'm going to open my eyes and I'm going to turn my Bible to Job or Esther, whatever chapter seven. And this has never steered me wrong. You guys, every time I open that and I start reading it, my jaw usually falls, falls to the floor and I'm like, okay, God, I see you. I hear you. This is exactly fitting in my life right now. And you guys, I am like the all knower though. Like I, I just know that I know that I know when the Holy spirit talks to me, I know that it's him. Other people are hearers. They can audibly hear a voice. Some can actually see things. So if they close their eyes, they could see like Job 7 in their minds. Um, so ask, ask the Holy Spirit to show you or tell you, you know, what, how, your, how your way is of receiving his word. Back to the Sabbath and kind of choosing that slowness. So I like to view this as a day of fasting from your regular work. 
Okay. And you're fasting in order to feast on God. So fasting to feast and you treat it like the Lord's day. And then the rest of the week, you kind of tackle your work and it's, it's God's created rhythm. And if you don't know me well yet, you know, I'm all about the rhythm. I always say the enemy comes to break that rhythm and kind of knock you off your game a little bit. Um, but it kind of develops a habit of delighting in God, right? You're cultivating an attitude that gives you strength and sustenance for your daily life, but even your work too. So it gives you that, it gives you that spiritual armor to tackle anything the week will throw at you because you're ready, you're connected. So here, I'm going to give you a few ways to train yourself in kind of the bodily habits of a true Sabbath rest. So number one, meditate on scripture. Like I spoke about a second ago. Open your Bible, read a chapter, close your eyes and ask God what he wants you to learn or take away from that lesson. How can you use that in your daily life? Maybe he wants you to be more kind to other people who aren't like you. Maybe he wants you to be open to new opportunities or even spend more time with your children. Okay, He's going to, to put that on your heart and show you what to do. Number two, practice solitude. And this one scares people. Solitude is scary, right? Have you ever asked somebody or been asked if you've ever eaten at a restaurant by yourself? Most people are like, heck no, I would never do that. That's so scary. People are going to, you know, they're going to make fun of me or they're going to think that I'm alone or whatever the reason may be. Why are people so scared of solitude? Because spending time alone allows you to be you and to focus on what you're thinking and what you're feeling. And more importantly, just spending time listening for God's voice. And you are going to discover that you have a soul and that you are never, ever alone. And that also means that you don't, you know, go to a restaurant by yourself and stare at your phone the whole time. That kind of defeats the purpose. Get what I'm saying? Okay. And, you know, you guys keep doing this because trust me, when you first start this, it is uncomfortable. It is not comfortable at all. You want to grab your phone and you want to be doing something and you want to be keeping busy and you you don't want to just sit there with yourself and your thoughts. It's uncomfortable, especially in today's today's day. You're going to be restless and you're going to get distracted and you're maybe even going to get a little bit bored. But once you start doing this enough, you're going to benefit huge from it. So that's number two. Number three, seek empathy. So you guys, I am a true natural empath. I feel things very deeply and I truly, truly just want everyone to be happy and I'll go to great lengths to make that so. And if that is you, hi, we should be best friends. But you guys, when you truly get alone and you get quiet for a while and you kind of abandon the work and the people pleasing, you abandon Instagram and social media, your emotions will actually percolate up into your consciousness. Okay. You're going to be hyper aware of how you're feeling. So you might feel empty. You might feel anxious. You might feel frustrated. You might feel bad about yourself. You might even feel like God is pretty far away from you in this moment. But on the flip side of this, you might feel this deep longing for God or int intimacy with him. You might feel more beautiful than you ever have. You might feel rested. You might feel free. You might feel, you know, just this deep love for other people or that you are deeply loved. So let those emotions come through and keep me posted on what you find. I absolutely love hearing your stories. Number four, please start small. Zechariah 4.10 says, don't despise the day of small beginnings. 
because that is where God's work truly begins. Because Jesus taught us that a little yeast works through a whole batch of dough, right? You remember the story. So think about solitude, right? A little bit of it practiced repeatedly over time can really start to permeate your life in a really big way. Okay, Amanda, but how do I do that? Well, you guys, maybe you sleep a little bit longer on Sunday morning to get more rest. Maybe you stay in bed longer than normal and you pray or you meditate on scripture or you snuggle your babies, right? Take a long walk outside. Thank God for this huge list of blessings in your life. You you have a heartbeat in your chest. That is a blessing. That is truly chasing the slow, isn't it, lovelies? Like that is chasing the slow, slowing down to fulfill your spiritual needs because as we know, the physical and the spiritual worlds, they're so intertwined and what we do physically affects us spiritually and what we do spiritually affects us physically, always. That's how it works. So I hope you guys love this episode. I wanna end with a prayer today. And again, I'm so excited for season two, um, which we will get into a little bit more next week. We'll be talking about some guests and all of the things that we have coming up. So let's bow our heads. Father God, thank you for my friend listening today. I pray that she or he chooses the slow times that she realizes you are in control. And when we slow down, we can hear you speaking to us more clearly. Father God, we pray to hear you more often, and we pray that you lead us into purpose and allow us to use our gifts to do more things that bring us joy and glorify your name too. I pray for my friend who desires to learn the Sabbath, and I pray that you bring her rest and freedom and a deeper connection with you. May you bless the person listening to my voice and take them into the next small step into the rhythm of your grace that you intend for their life. In your holy heavenly name, we always pray. And all of the saints said, amen. Are y'all excited for season two? I am. I hope you loved this episode. If you did, please, please share it with somebody who you think would like it. Also share it on your social media pages. Be sure to tag us at on our way underscore podcast. And also I pray that you leave us a review so that other believers can find this and share it with their friends as well. You guys, let's spread God's word. I will see you next week, friends. Be good to each other and God bless.